Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes, and we appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. We've been talking about blessings. Did you think we were still doing that? Blessings. We talked about different types of blessings. We talked about uh, the circumstances of blessings. Now, we, tonight, we're going to talk about how to receive blessings from God. After all that about understanding blessings, and and really, for many of us, we had to re-educate ourselves about uh, uh, understanding uh the type of blessing that we expect. Uh, a lot of this started with a discussion of that good old Southern expression, oh, bless his heart. He just so feeble-minded, just bless his heart. Or so-and-so comes through, uh, some, somebody comes through and they look like they've been uh, rung out through one of those old-timey ringers that people used to use to wash their clothes and they just all frazzled and everything. Oh, bless her heart. She's Or somebody's going through a bad time, a struggle, uh, having medical problems and they're going through chemo or something. Oh, bless her heart. We, we say those things flippantly and we don't really think about blessings. We always talk about wanting, bless, wanting to be blessed of God. And we've talked about the circumstances of blessings in the Bible. So tonight we're going to look at what we can do to facilitate the blessings of God. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Now this is in the midst of uh, Jesus' teachings and He's uh, been... This has been uh, uh, a passage of Scripture that he's Jesus is talking about uh, different uh, teachings of... And uh, everybody understands the Sermon of the Mount that is recorded in Matthew chapter 5. And while the Gospels have parallels, uh, this passage of Scripture is from a different sermon. It's called the Sermon on the Plain. And it's not... Uh, some people say want to say it's, it's part of what was in the Sermon on the Mount, but Luke records it in a different... Uh, section of the scripture not associated with the Sermon on the Mount. Some other scholars say the Sermon on the Plain was just a sermon that Jesus uh, gave, and it is a distinction of uh, between the Sermon on the Mount and this particular sermon uh, that is recorded here. And others just say this is uh, some and. Some scholars say the Sermon on the Mount, all it was was just a collection of, of Jesus' teachings that was kind of uh, collected together. And Matthew uh, just said this, this is something Jesus uh, began to preach and teach and, and just 
listed it all together. And the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew takes uh, several chapters of Jesus' teaching. And so uh, there are some scholars that say, well, uh, Matthew just kind of collected all the teachings that he could think of, not associated with uh, different occurrences in the life of Jesus. And, and these were things that Jesus regularly taught His disciples. And so Matthew just collected them all and put them all together and said, and uh, we call them the Sermon on the Mount. Luke uh, might have done something similar with this, but regardless, this is the teaching of Jesus. All we need to understand is this is the teaching of Jesus. These are things that Jesus taught. And uh, we pick up this sermon, it really begins in verse 20. The scripture that uh, we want to look at uh, uh, in particular comes uh, is down in uh, verse 36 and 37, but we're going to look uh, back at beginning in, in verse 20. And um, it says, and he lifted up his eyes, talking about Jesus uh, to, on his disciples, and he said, Blessed uh, be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye uh, that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep um, now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from... Uh, their company and shall reproach you and shall cast you out uh, your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in the day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for um, in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. So right away you probably saw the similarities between this and the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus has several statements. Blessed are these, and blessed are those, and blessed are these. And, and this is very similar, but it's a different list of, of people and it's a different uh, blessing of, of Jesus Christ. And so uh, that is why this is associated greatly with the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but it seems as though uh, that are is kind of a little different. So Jesus uh, here proclaims several different blessings for different things, and um, he instructs us in different circumstances how we should live, and that's the core of what this sermon is about: how we should live. Uh, we should rejoice. When we feel oppressed, we should feel uh, joy when we're uh, sad and, and we're going through hardships. We, if we are weeping, we, can, we should laugh. If we're uh, people who are going through hatred and a persecution, that we can rejoice because God is with us. Uh, that's the summary of, of this passage of Scripture. And then he begins to, to speak about uh, attitudes. Woe unto you that are full, in verse 25, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Uh, but I say unto you which hear, love your enemies and do good uh, to them which hate you. 
Bless them that curse you and pray for those which despitefully use you. More miser. Causing me, uh, my allergies are causing me some difficulty reading here. And unto him that uh, smiteth those on the cheek after also the other, and him that taketh away the cloak, forbid him, uh, forbid not to take that cloak also, and give to every man that asketh uh, of thee and of him that taketh away thy goods ask them not again and as you would that men should uh, do unto you do ye also to them likewise and so what we see here is a pattern of behavior that Jesus is promoting uh, first of all we see all the blessings for those that are going through difficulties and struggles and this is an attitude of um, basically not <clears throat> and what Jesus is getting at here and remember who he's, his audience uh, there's there's a form of study that uh, that not only breaks apart what uh, the scriptures say but it also uh, in studying the scripture many times it's very helpful to consider the people that uh, are hearing this passage of Scripture, whoever, like for instance, when uh, we're studying the letters of Paul, we, it's helpful to remind ourselves who uh, Paul is writing to, the circumstances that they're in. And in this passage of Scripture, though, this is a gospel, so it's uh, speaking of events that the disciples uh, witnessed in their recording or teachings that Jesus taught, and they've recorded these. So we have to ask ourselves, okay, who is this uh, that Jesus is speaking to? Because uh, these gospels were written for just anyone who might be interested in Jesus to know what Jesus said. So who is Jesus speaking to? Most likely, Jesus was speaking to people who were poor and oppressed in Israel, in Jerusalem, in that surrounding area. These teachings that Jesus was sharing were to people who were... Uh, uh, not uh, not necessarily of noble birth or people who were well off or people who uh, were uh, in places of power. Jesus' teachings to these particular people that he was expressing these teachings to were most likely to people that were, well, all of them were living under Roman authority. So they were being oppressed by the uh, the Roman government <clears throat> they were not only having to pay the temple tax and, and uh, the taxes related to their life in Israel, but they were also having to pay taxes and uh, duties to Rome. Additionally, whenever... <clears throat> And we don't think about this very often, but uh, they were also under the the uh, control of the Roman representatives that were there where they were living. Uh, the people who were the Roman go uh, the form of Roman government, as well as the soldiers who might conscript them to uh, ease the burden of the soldier to carry their uh, pack or to. <coughs> feed the uh, soldiers or to house them. <coughs> Some of these individuals might have actually had a Roman soldier living in their home that they had to care for. And that, that would be 
very difficult circumstances. And so what Jesus is saying is, uh, your inclination is to lash out to these people who are mistreating you. Your desire is, is to nobody wants to be run over. N- none of us want to be a, a doormat type uh, person that just sits there and takes all kinds of abuse and, and is mousy and just uh, crawls into a ball and, and is taken advantage of. So their desire is, is to lash out in anger, to lash out in hostilities. There were many who were crucified crucified uh, that were insurrectionists. Uh, you know, um, there, there are those who say that uh, Barabbas, that, uh, um, that Jesus was, you know, that Pilate said, here, I'll give you a choice. You can have Jesus, the king of the Jews, or you can have Barabbas. Right? And Barabbas was what? He was a murderer and he was an insurrectionist. Basically, he was. Uh, there were many who were like him who were trying to fight against the, the Roman government. They were there uh, trying to kill the Roman soldiers. They were trying to, to gather together people to overthrow the Romans. And, and that's what uh, most of the Israelites thought that the Messiah would be, would be a, a, of the lineage of David, uh, the Isaiah says that is the root of you know is is a branch of the root of David they thought that that uh, that prophecy of Isaiah meant that there was coming a king that was going to come and he was going to be of the lineage of David which was uh, not just an usurper not someone who just claimed the throne of Israel but someone who legitimately had the rights to the throne of Israel through uh, their heritage and they thought that this messiah was going to come and say we're going to rise up and we're going to overthrow all the enemies of israel but what is jesus teaching he's teaching not to rise up and and overthrow but he says uh, when you have people that despise you and persecute you and and maliciously uh, speak about you you're to not uh, uh, want to rise up and and you know beat on them and all that kind of thing, but to love them. So, you know, that's a hard thing to sell, isn't it? But Jesus says that uh, this is the road to blessings. When people hate you and despise you, when they want to take away from you, you not only give them but you, uh, what they ask for, but you give them more. When they strike you, and, and, and this was a common practice, you know, anybody that resisted what the Roman soldier was telling them to do, the Roman soldier could basically kill if they wanted to uh, or, or seriously injure So he says, hey, if they strike you for no reason at all, turn the other cheek. Allow them to strike you again. Give every man whatever he asks. You know, this is really speaking about not just their neighbor, but they're talking about those who are oppressors, those who have overthrown them. Um, He says that person you hate, that that person you despise, that person that's doing all this uh, that you want to uh, despise, that you want to uh, 
He says you need to uh, do for them what you would do for yourself. That's radical teaching that Jesus is saying. He says of those that... Now he's, then He goes on and He says, hey, if you have people that are, are hurting beside you and they ask you for help, if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive... What thank do you have for sinners and uh, lend to sinners and receive as much again? So he says, look, if you've got somebody in need that's your neighbor and, and you are lending to them, if you expect to receive that back, he says you ought to be giving to them, not expecting it that in return. He says, look, sinners do that kind of thing. If you lend... Uh, you know, a pound of sugar or, or if you lend a goat to your neighbor because they have nothing, because everything they had was taken away, don't expect that back. Just allow them to have it. And if they give it back to you, you're that much the richer. But he says, don't expect it back because that's what sinners do. Love your enemies, he says, and do good to them. Lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. So Jesus is saying the first way that we can uh, be blessed of God, and, and I encourage you to read through all of this. I'm not going to read everything because we're about out of time and I really haven't gotten down to the core of what I've gleaned from all of this. Uh, what you need to do is read through this whole chapter and understand, uh, particularly from uh, verse 20 uh, to the end of the chapter. Uh, but what Jesus is saying is it's, it's not enough just simply to not lash out at those who are doing all this to you. He says in order to be blessed of God, you need to not only just persist in the midst of persecution. A lot of us would say, look, I... I I'm going to be blessed of God because these people that are doing all this bad stuff to me, I did not strike back at them. Jesus is saying, hey, you're, you're, doing, you're doing good, but that's not what you need to do to be blessed of God. He says, look, and what you need to do to be blessed of God is not even just simply uh, to be someone who is doing good to someone else expecting to be repaid or expecting anything. So the core of blessings of God is to do for others as you would have done unto you. And, and that Scripture is right here in this passage of Scripture. Do, unto, uh, do, do for others as you would like done to you. But not only that, for your enemies, those people that despise you, those people that harm you. He says, not a, look, the, the pathway to blessing is is not just simply loving those who love you because the sinners can do that. The tax collectors, the, those who are, are uh, not a part of the family of God, that's easy for them. He says, look, you ought to be doing more than that. Not just simply doing good because someone else might do, do something for you. The path to blessing is to help others not expecting anything in return. And the path of blessing is also, secondly, not only doing that, but doing things for others, not because you expect a blessing, but because you realize that that's what you should be doing. He said, Jesus says, thirdly, 
the real path of blessing is, is to begin to love others the way that God loves you. That's the bold, bold down to the essence. That's the, that's the kernel of this passage of Scripture. Yes, we ought to be, ble- uh, to be allowing, not lashing out at people that despise us, that persecute us, that do all kinds of bad things for us. And yes, we should uh, go beyond what they expect of us. And blessings are not just uh, by doing what, what we might do in order to be blessed back from someone else, but true blessing, real blessings. The kernel of it is, is to serve others in such a way that it is an expression of the love of God that He has blessed you. True blessings from God come not when we are doing what is expected. True blessings don't come just simply because we might receive something else in return. But true blessings of God come when we do something for someone else, never expecting anything in return. And we do it not because we have people looking at us or even that we're expecting God to see what we're doing. True blessings come when we begin to love others in the way that God is loving us, the way that God loves us. True blessings come when we love with the same kind of love that God loves. True blessings come when we love in such a way that is, is just goes beyond what, uh, what people would expect. L- look at verse 36 and 37 it says be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful and so what is he talking about there he's summing up what he said be merciful to those who are bad to you judge not verse 37 and you not shall not be judged condemn not and you shall not be condemned forgive and you shall be forgiven give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over shall men give to your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again so that is the culmination of what Jesus is saying look you want to be blessed of God not just simply because you're doing what's expected look anybody can do what the world expects of a Christian the world expects us as Christians to, to allow people to say all kinds of bad things about us and we not retaliate against them or, or stand up and call names back at them. Yeah, that's, that's an attitude of a Christian. Don't, you know, if somebody sits there and mocks, up, mocks you as a Christian because you give 10% to the church and, and you uh, do stuff for other people and you try and help people out and they say, oh, you're just a... Uh, you're just a fool for you're getting played and all that kind of thing. Uh, people might mock us for the kind of beliefs that we had. Look at what they did to uh, Mike Pence when he uh, said, look, uh, when he stepped into uh, the role as vice president, he said, look, I'm not go- my beliefs are that, that I'm not going to be in a room alone with a woman that's not my wife. I'm not going to go out to dinner with uh, someone who is uh, of the opposite sex that's not my wife 
and be alone with them. He had clear standards because he wanted to have, he has a good marriage and he wants to keep a good marriage. And he wants to be in a situation where nothing can be said that would, uh, in, uh, that would cast doubts or cast shadows across the fact that he's faithful to his wife. And a lot of people said, uh, well, that's discrimination against these women. Or, or he must be some kind of weakling because he can't be in a room alone with a woman without just attacking her. No, he's trying to make sure that no one ever says anything against him because he's never in a compromising situation. They mocked him for his beliefs. And I can guarantee you those are Christian values coming through. I can guarantee you that's born of an attitude of Christ. And in fact, that is... uh, I don't know if it originated, but I know for a fact that's the attitude that Billy Graham had when he went uh, all around the country and around the world doing revivals. That was his rule. And I don't know if it originated with Billy Graham, but I know that that, uh, that that's born of Christian values, wanting to be sure that no one would, would be able to cast aspersions on his character. But yet people in this world want to uh, uh, make jokes about it, want to persecute people that stand up for their values, their Christian values. And just not striking out or rebutting or doing anything, that's the Christian that's what's expected of a Christian. Jesus says, look, that's that's expected. But what you really need to be doing is not just simply helping people because they might be able to help you, but to go beyond that. True blessings that are pressed down, shaken, running over, those true blessings that God um, will bestow upon you comes when we love with the kind of love that God loves. That we that come when we exhibit the character of God. It's all boiled down to can we love our neighbors, the people that hate us, the people that despise us, the people that do all kinds of evil against us the same way that God loves them. God loves those who do all these evil things In spite of all that, He loved them so much that He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for their sins in spite of the fact that they are shaking their fist in His face and spitting at Him and saying, I don't love you and and even uh, shouting, I don't even believe in you. God still loves them. Now, can we have that same kind of love for others? Can we exhibit that kind of love? True blessings come to us when we're merciful to those that don't deserve mercy, that we don't judge those who should be judged, that we don't condemn those that should be condemned, that we forgive those that are hard to forgive, that we give, not so it can be given back to us, but because it's what's expected of us from God. then God's blessings will fall on us when we do those things. That's true blessing. When we begin to, uh, to have the character of God's love in our life. Let's pray.
you, gracious Father, Lord, we just...